bad season two finale is upon us. Good evening, everybody. It is after dark, although during the winter in Evanston, that means like any time that's not from about 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, it is after dark. I'm your host for this week, Austin Miller, joined by Matt McHugh, producer of Mint Malik, also here. And Matt, uh, we were told we got the call because we were a couple of, quote, SFAD legends. How does that make you feel? It's it's an honor, really, Amit. It really is an honor. Uh, truly special to be here for this exciting day. We, it's one of the best days, I think, in SFAD history yeah. coming up. The finale season two. And we've got this athlete of the year bracket, and yeah. it's got to get done. And we're here to get it done. <laughs> this could be a three-hour show by the time we're done. Can't make any promises, folks. we got to get through this SFAD athlete of the year bracket or else. Uh, we'll also talk a little bowl game. There'll also be a lightning round, which we found out is going to be season-long lightning round. So, cool. Great. <laughs> Would have been nice to know before I signed up to do this, but I'm in. I mean, it was on the it was on the rundown yesterday. Yeah. But I, I probably could have let you guys know when, once it started. I thought it'd be a nice wrinkle. As I was telling Austin Miller earlier, when you're on a podcast like Svad, you don't know your your shelf life. You just gotta constantly innovate. That's true. You can never you can never switch off. <laughs> gotta keep them on their toes. Yeah. Will there be a season three? Will I'm stay fi- tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm fifty percent of hey. the decision makers, and I can't even tell you. <laughs> winter, winter meetings are happening in more than one sport. That's true. That's true. The Svad winter meetings. Could there be a, a, a new talent, new changes? Who knows? Enough talking about ourselves, though. As much as you want to hear a meta Svad version, uh, let's talk bowl game, Matt McHugh. <laughs> we found it. out. What was it? Sunday? What is today? Tuesday. So two days ago, that the Wildcats would be headed to the Bronx to play in the Pinstripe Bowl against the Panthers of Pitt, 6-6 six and six Northwestern, 8-4 and four Pitt. This is a Pitt team that beat Penn State, beat Clemson on the road, a very, very solid team. But let's start on the Northwestern side of things, Matt. How important for Northwestern is it that they made a bowl game, especially when you take into consideration the start to the season? The loss to a Western Michigan team we now know is pretty darn good. And then also the Illinois State debacle. Yeah, they started the season one and three, and after that, that game, that was a Nebraska game that was here. To me, it felt like all right, this is this is a lost season, especially after the success of last season, the ten win season. They make it to the bowl game on New Year's Day, and then just came out of the gate just really stumbling this year. I think it's a nice sign of recovery that this program isn't. They're not terrible. They're not done. They're not ruined. This is fine. Like it's it's salvageable, but it's not. I don't think it's a great accomplishment because six and six is not a great accomplishment in my opinion, especially after a ten-win season. Uh, but when you do consider the start to the season, yeah, I guess I'm happy with yeah. where it ended up. Yeah, I think I am too. Um, six and six, like making a bowl game is was the goal for this year. They did that. Sure, you would have liked for the season to have gone a little bit differently. Um, but I like to point out, you know, just as easily as those first two games could have been wins. There were other games in this campaign that just as easy, that turned into wins that could have been losses. You look at that Iowa game, there's a couple breaks that go Northwestern's way in yeah. that game. You know, there are other games in and out throughout this campaign that could have gone differently. So all things considered, I think it it's not the best season Northwestern could have hoped for, but the momentum keeps going. You look at this team next year, feels like they're going to improve there. So this year was maybe a blip on the radar, but as you said, they still got to the bowl game. Yeah, and, and I think if you're just talking about personnel-wise, the biggest thing is that Thorson developed so much this year. Um, because going into this season, he was coming off a, an inconsistent year. He had some flashes, but overall wasn't exactly great, and that's okay. That was his first season, and he developed so much this year, and you just have to think he's going to keep taking that next step. 
uh, going into years three and four here at Northwestern. They're going to lose Austin Carr. That's going to hurt. I don't know how much it hurts because I think just keeping Thorson there is going to be the biggest key for the offense. So I'm not really that worried about the personnel that they're going to lose. Yeah. And I think the development just from what they have now is, is going to be enough to make this team better going into next year. Yeah, and, you know, the loss of Austin Carr is going to be significant, but it's just basically going to put Northwestern exactly where they were coming into this year, where we're not sure who that target is going to be. Someone will emerge. It may not be as successful as Austin Carr was this year, but someone will emerge. Um as far as Clayton Thorson is concerned, there were definitely moments when you could tell that improvement from last year. I also thought he had games where he did struggle. Uh, the Wisconsin game in particular, I didn't think he played particularly well. Thought he struggled with pressure and wasn't able to do much. Again, that's a great Wisconsin defense. Right. But if he's going to take that next step, I think that's the step to take is just working on that consistency for Clayton Thorson in this offense. But I think there are a lot of positives as you look towards next year. Yeah, there, there are a lot of positives. And on the defensive side, it's going to be kind of similar to last year. They're going to lose some key contributors in some spots. Um, but again, this was a defense that was very banged up. Yeah, this it's worth huge. noting, especially in the secondary, the amount of losses that this team suffered and still was able to patch together a pretty solid year. You, can, I don't think you can underestimate how important those players that they lost were. Yeah, it, it, it was it was significant uh, going into the year. They couldn't have expected that uh, when they started the season, and then just who stepped in and actually I think did a decent job. Like you look at someone like a Montre Hardich who was supposed to be a backup this whole year. He was he was supposed to be just the the backup guy hanging around. He ends up starting pretty much every game and did okay. He had some some rough games here and there, but overall like. Pretty impressive from a guy who's not supposed to be starting. So it's going to be some some, some some stuff like that, and then it's going to be the same thing as going into this year when they had to replace a guy like an Afadio Denebo. Um, it's going to be a bit of a challenge at first, but I think eventually they can work through it. Uh, before we get in specifically to this matchup with Pitt, while thinking towards next year and potential and admit, I'll bring you in on this as well. Do you guys think Anthony Walker stays? Maybe a little bit of rumblings that he could leave? We feeling pretty confident he'll be around? He won't leave this this uh, off season, his junior year. I think he he proved to have left. He would have had to have another year like last year. And while Anthony Walker has been fine, he's done a really good job. Still, you know, the best defensive player on the team. He hasn't like really caught eyes the way he did. I don't think he one hundred percent lived up to the campaign, the the franchise campaign, a lot of the award lists he was on. And you know, last year I think he deserved all the attention he got hanging this year. And I think now you can kind of say that he needs another year to prove himself. If he left right now, would he probably get drafted? Yeah. Yeah. Pro- that, definitely, so. for sure. Yeah. In, like, rounds four, five, six, or seven, I think. Right. You know, he stays one more year. He really shows that he, you know, he's not what he was this year. He was close to what he was last year. And then he just continues to improve. You know, you could be looking at a top three selection. And even if, even if he isn't, you know, I think teams just have better, more evidence to go on. And that's always better for a player unless you are a true phenom. Like, yeah. unless, you're, unless you're that kind of generational, not generational, but that kind of player, you know, the more you play, the more tape you get, especially in college football, you know, there's not that much evidence out there, the better it is for your chances of getting drafted by a team that fits with you. It's also important to consider the school's history with people leaving. This isn't a thing that happens at Northwestern with this football program. Yeah. People don't leave this program early. It's just kind of how that's been for yeah, a while. And fits, fits, and that's okay. Uh, Walker is really in the mold of Pat Fitzgerald, kind of. You know, that star linebacker of, you know, almost 20 years exactly later to that team, the Rose Bowl team. You know, he had that injury that year, but Fitz did. But 
you know, he really buys in, I think, to what Fitz is preaching. And I feel like guys want to play for co- head coach Pat Fitzgerald. And I think it'd, it'd be real shocking if a player like Anthony Walker that is really well known for, you know, not letting any of the attention get to him, being a real team player, a team leader, be real surprising if he left a team in this program that he kind of, you know, helped witness, you know, one of the best years ever. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I just think it's worth bringing up because he is the rare player that has come through this Northwestern program that you could actually have that discussion for. Matt, let's talk a little bit about this bowl game. Yankee Stadium. Uh, It's going to be cold, firstly. I just want to get that out of there. It's been my harping point for this bowl game. It's going to be chilly. Uh, Pitt, a very good football team. 8-4, and as we said, wins against Penn State. Wins on the road against Clemson. And a very, very strong offense this season. Pitt averaged 42.3 points per game. They gave up 35 points per game. James Conner, a very good running back, uh, over 1,000 yards rushing, 16 touchdowns. Nathan Peterman got it done on the ground and through the air. This is a tough matchup for Northwestern. It's an explosive offense, yeah, like you said, Austin. This team puts up points a lot, and sometimes they can they can win that shootout kind of game. You look at those marquee wins on the year, they were both crazy shootouts. They beat Clemson 43-42. They beat Penn State 42-39. But that wasn't even their craziest shootout. Shout yeah. out to the last <laughs> week of the year, a 76-61 win against Syracuse. Not Jim Beheim's zone didn't get it done. <laughs> no. At least that's what it looks like. Um, it's yeah. a tough matchup for Northwestern, but... You know, it's a decent enough bowl stage. You know, it's not Detroit. It's not the heart of Dallas bowl. It's a not a top-tier bowl, but as far as middle-tier bowls are concerned, you could do worse than the Pinstripe Bowl. And it's a chance for Pat Fitzgerald to challenge in what is and what will always be a glorified exhibition. If you lose a bowl game, as long as you don't have that streak that Northwestern had, you know, before the Gator Bowl a couple years back where they hadn't won in forever really doesn't matter what happens in this game. Yeah, and I think you have to look at where you expect Northwestern to do going into this game. I don't expect too much. I don't think most people expect Northwestern to do so much in this game. Like, if they go out there and Pitt lights them up, scores 49 points, and Northwestern lose by 20, okay, that's fine, whatever. But if Northwestern come, makes this a fun game and can stay in there till the end and maybe pull off that upset win, cool. This looks really great for the program, and that's, it's. I don't think it's a, I don't think it looks bad on the program if they lose. I think it only can look good. Is this, is the pathway to victory for Northwestern a shootout? It has to be, right? I think that's the kind of game that this has to be going in. They're not going to stop be, that could pit be really cold. It could, could be, be really cold. cold. But that helps Pitt so much because they're yeah, just they a ground run, and yeah. pound team. That, that's not going to stop their running game. And yeah, this, uh, isn't, this is an explosive offense, but not in the Texas Tech air raid mold no. of explosive offenses. They're happy to run and run and, and then go and run some more. And Northwestern's shown that they can sometimes have some problems yeah. with that this year. And The front seven is certainly going yeah, to be it's a, gonna be a test uh, on both sides. I, so I think there certainly is a chance for Northwestern because bowl games can be funky, they can be fluky. You never know what's going to happen in, in any sort of bowl game. Um, but I think it is fair to say that Pitt is the favorite going into yeah, this Yeah, they will be the favorite. They're, they're the ranked team now. They're, I think, 23rd yeah. in the country. Uh, Northwestern, 6-6, six and six, barely made the bowl game. Yeah, they're going to be the favorite, and Pitt's got those marquee wins this year too. People will look at, and I'd be, I'm expecting. I don't know if there's a spread on the game yet. I'm guessing it's going to be around six and a half, maybe, yeah. maybe even more, maybe that sounds, nine and a half. That sounds about right. You take away, well, you put in all of Pitt's performances. Their lowest scoring output of this year was 28 points. They did that twice: once against Villanova in their first game of the year, and then in a blowout loss at Miami. Other than that, these are Pitt's point totals this year: 42. 38, 36, 43, 
37, 45, 36, 43, 56, 76. Last three games of the year, 43, 56, 76. They can score. They can also give up points. You take away that Villanova game where they held the Wildcats to seven, and Pitt did not allow fewer than 14. Okay, so they have the Duke blog. Other than that, it's 27. Other than that, so... They can get, they'll give up points. And that was to Marshall. Yeah, they'll score points <laughs> they, and they'll give they'll up give points. They'll give up points. It's, um, a, it's a fun bowl game matchup. It's I a think. fun bowl game. Uh, and Northwestern's offense has shown they can light it yeah. up at times Michigan against State, inferior defense. Iowa. Iowa. They can, it, it can happen. They can they can move the ball on First the ground. First half against the air. Indiana. Yeah, this is an offense that has shown some flashes of firepower, and Pitt's probably going to let them do that. So, yeah, I think to what you said earlier, Austin, the only way that this game really is going to go, I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. And that's fun. That's this what fun. I want. That's, that's what I want. That's what you should be rooting for in an on exhibition bowl game. Wednesday right? afternoon in December, I'm not here to watch 9-6 football, folks. Yeah. I'm here to watch blowouts. Shootouts. Shootouts. Not, not here to watch not blowouts. blowouts hopefully not blowouts. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, so that's it for the bowl talk. We do have a task in front of us today, oh, Matt yeah. McHugh. The first annual Sports Voice After Dark Athlete of the Year. We didn't forget about it. We just wanted to leave it closer towards the end of the year, give these guys a little bit of a chance to work on their resume, maybe, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we are down to 16. No. Yeah? 16. 16. 16. 16. Okay. Starting off 16. with 32. That's right. That's right. The Sweet 16 of SVAD Athletes of the Year. I hope that they've taken their final three weeks and, and used that to bolster their resumes. Abiquiu, would you like to start top left, bottom left, top right, bottom right? Let's start top left with, I think, the easiest matchup of this entire it's bracket. Easy. It's pretty Landon easy. Donovan against Mitch Leidner, the less than Go seller, away, Mitch. Uh, Get out. Minnesota quarterback. This is not close. Landon's going to take this. Landon is the GOAT. Nothing is, is and, and we'll get into this more later because Landon could be sticking around in this competition I would, for a I while. I would expect Landon, too. But nothing is more sad than... Like three weeks before the playoffs, and eh, yeah, I can still go. I'm in and doing it. And Shout now, out he, and now it has come out today that he's not he's not coming back. He's not coming. He's back. He's done. Landon Donovan is now back into retirement. Disagree. Disagree. <laughs> that's a, that's a bad take. It's great. It's great. I'm pretty sure he came back because he heard rumbling of Klinsman being out. He knew. He knew. He came back just to play for under his his buddy boy Bruce Arena. Uh, after the season, he goes into Bruce's office and he goes, "Hey, Bruce." I got a question for you. You trying to put me back on the squad? And Bruce was like, no, Landon. He's like, all right, I'm out. And retired. It's great. (laughs) Is there going to be a future FIFA with Landon in it ever again? If there is, I'm no, buying that. Probably FIFA. not. Uh, I bet I'm never buying could, FIFA. I bet you could download him onto FIFA 17, though. Probably. You should. He was on the cover, I believe, of FIFA 12. Anyway, regardless, okay, Mitch Landon Leidner, wins this one. Yeah, Mitch Leitner, get out. All right. He Leidner. was. He was on the cover of FIFA 12. Cool. There you go. Uh, the next matchup, Draymond Green and his legs that go places they shouldn't go <laughs> against Nicholas Bentner, Lord. the Nottingham Forest striker. He scored. In the second English division. No. Nicholas Bentner scored the other day. He knew. He knew yeah. it was coming yeah. up. He said, I got to get this goal against Newcastle. And he did it. Matt McHugh, I know this you have so no stupid. idea who Nicholas this is. Bender so is. stupid. <laughs> but is Draymond Green really a Spad Athlete of the Year guy? I, I think he he's he's got that Spad mentality. I think he's got too much talent to like right now to be 
Like, he's just too good as a dominant player, but he's got that personality that embodies Spad, in my opinion, of that swagger, that confidence on the court. That's that confidence we wanted to bring on this podcast to you every week. All right. That's Draymond. All right. Let me make well, my Nicholas Bentner he's case. A, he's a walking meme god. Yeah. <laughs> let me make my Nicholas Bentner case here. Nicholas Bentner in his career, which stretches from 2005, at least that's as far as far back as soccer way goes, to 2017. He's, tw- he's only 28. He scored 48 goals. He's a striker. He's supposed to be a top-class striker. He scored 48 goals in one, two, three, twelve four, years. Five. Yeah. Oh my god. At least play a high of 11 for Birmingham City in the championship. Pulled out eight for Sunderland in 2011. In the last one, two, three, four years, Nicholas Bender has scored a total of seven league goals for Arsenal. Two years with Wolfsburg, and now with Nottingham. But the fact that he's been around, he's is been Nicholas to Arsenal. Bender. <laughs> I, I like Nicholas Bentner is like Brian Scalabrini of soccer. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the hat trick Nicholas Bentner scored against the United States men's national team? Of course I do. He's a Denmark legend. March 2015. I think it's real hard to get Nicholas Bentner out of this tournament. He is everything no. Sfad idealizes. Kind of floats on the bottom. Somehow stays around despite <laughs> not being actually anything. <laughs> I think we have to set up a Nicholas Bentner Landon Donovan Elite Eight matchup. It's destiny. No. No way. I mean, Malik, you're the tiebreaker. I'm not a big Draymond Green fan. Of course you're not either. Not a big Draymond Green fan. Not either. (laughs) I think Draymond Green made a weird motion getting into the second round of this bracket. His arm just flailed in a weird way. His leg kicked out. I mean, I I agree with you. I didn't have a say in that first round. I would have personally gone with Yasiel Puig, the... Probably the, one of the most fun baseball players. Yeah. I'm really disappointed. The fun baseball player, some would say. <laughs> I also think Draymond Green is too good for this bracket. That's yeah. my opinion, and I, I don't like Draymond Green, but he's actually really, really good. Yeah. The man scored 33 points in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good, but I I mean, I don't know. I can't I can't let the scrubby soccer players slip by. Let me just, let, let me just repeat. 12 years. 48 goals. Well, here's what you need to one. know. Draymond Green might be better at kicking than Nicholas Bender is. Oh! <laughs> Slam. I mean, you are the decided that's a, vote. That's enough for me to put Nicholas Bender through right, to the next round. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Bender! It makes me insanely happy. This, so we have a top left Elite Eight of Landon Donovan and Nicholas Bender. Here's, here's the Zach Wingrove special. Oh, this is going to be in the next this round. Is, this is probably the worst matchup I think we have to deal with. How Austin? did Frank Kaminsky beat Joey Julius? That makes me upset. Yeah, that's actually bad. It's Frank Kaminsky and Denzel Valentine. Okay. I don't I don't even know. Do Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, can we just can we just can it be Denzel cuz I'm Denzel had a step back game winner in the NBA D League finals. <laughs> Or the summer league, summer league finals. That's, right, that's with, pretty. That's dope. pretty. Frank is just boring. He's just like yeah. a big, clunky, Frank boring Kamin- guy. He's like, Frank is boring to me. Denzel at least pulls fun yeah. shots sometimes. Give Frank, me Denzel. Frank Kaminsky but. tries to do that, like, oh look, I'm gonna wear a White Sox jersey, the Cubs thing. Oh, oh God, or whatever he tried to that do. That was so dumb. Yeah, yeah. he wore a Bart- He wore a Bartman, Bartman yeah. jersey. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Stop. you're out. <laughs> Denzel <laughs> Valentine, your summer league heroics have saved you. Uh, <laughs> for those of us who may or may not have had a little extra riding on the summer league this summer, uh, Denzel Valentine was a hero. There you go. All right, the, so Denzel moves on. The Timberwolves summer league team was very bad. Tyus Jones was good, and the rest of the team, they were bad. They were bad. I would not have put any jelly beans on them had I been putting jelly beans on summer league uh, results. <laughs> uh, bottom left, a, a matchup that's near and dear to my heart, um, Sao Paulo goalkeeper Denise... <laughs> who is in this bracket only because I exist at this radio station, against Gerald Green, who I am told 
is uh, 2K, 2K All-Star. 2K legend. legend. Um, Matt McHugh, I feel like Gerald Green is going to get your vote, so make your he case. He probably will. Okay, um, so you already mentioned the 2K legend part. He's uh, one of the first team all 2K members, which is players who are bad in real life, but surprisingly insanely good in 2K. So he could dunk. He won a dunk contest, I believe. Um, so if you win a dunk contest, 2K automatically makes you, like, too good, and it's really fun. And he's also Ross is good in 2K. <laughs> he also hits, like, ridiculous theories. And also, in terms of his, just, like, his personality on the court, you can look up some of his hairstyles. Um, they tend to be a little bit more questionable than your average hairstyle, and he's just a... He's a strange guy, but he's very fun in 2K, so he gets my vote over the one-man, one-name guy who uh, I thought was named Dennis, but apparently is not Dennis. All right, let me make Denise's case. Denise is a bad goalkeeper. He's not particularly good. Uh, he took over for a legend at San Paolo, Rogerio Seni, who, of course, the free Scores kick... Scores ridiculous goals. The free kick-taking goalkeeper uh, plays from played at San Paolo from 1991 through two years ago. Uh, Denise in his... First full year now with Sao Paulo. It's not good. Uh, I took a go at Denise on a podcast uh, that I do about South American football. Uh, and then Denise started playing well. And he was good. So, okay, there's that. But here's what makes Denise the SFAD Athlete of the Year. Amit, are you, are you familiar with the, the game PES, Pro Evolution Soccer? Yes. It is, it is FIFA, but not FIFA. It's yeah. FIFA, but... F- it's different fo- yeah. football simulation. Game. Yeah, so... PES made a trailer for their game. Uh, they used Brazilian teams because they have the official licensing rights for the Brazilian league. And in this trailer, guess what goalie comes forward to score a game-winning goal? It's Denise! How do you pick Denise to have the goalkeeper? He's literally the worst goalkeeper in all of Brazil. But they picked him to score a goal in the PES trailer. You gotta go with Denise. If we're making this about video games, only one of these guys came forward as a goalkeeper and scored a goal in a video game trailer. I rest my case. Sure. I don't know if the right way is to go through video games because I'm not sure on field on court requirements. And on court requirements, I'm leaning towards Denise because it's more fun to be an absolutely garbage goalkeeper that somehow is still good. Gerald Green in real life, with all of his skills, is actually a bit player off the bench that rarely contributes. He's cash. But in video games, you know, Gerald Green is kind of ridiculous. I hate him in video games. I've never played PS, so I don't know, like, how good Denise is. I mean, he's probably not very good. He's probably not very good, but... But they picked him to score the goal. I think it's Denise. I don't know. I can't tell. What if I told you that Gerald Green scored almost 16 points per game a couple years ago? I... I, That's fine. That's fine. He's a scorer. He's a scorer. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like Gerald Green is... Just kind of boring in real life. Moment of truth time. Matt McHugh, who's your vote go to? It's Gerald Green. It's Denise. Amit, you're the deciding vote once again. I'm just going to get accused of being a soccer lover if I put two soccer no. players through. You but are. we're going to have to do it. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> put it and he's going to move on to the next round, too, because Delvin's the dark side. There's, yes. there's no case for Denzel. Well, what's the name of this side of the bracket? I believe this is the Austin mm, Miller side like of the, the bracket. Austin Miller side of the bracket. <laughs> oh, that's a bad side. Of the Three <laughs> soccer players into the Elite Eight so far. Except one of them is Landon, well, so, we're so I, I am okay we're with that We're making it. All right. Uh, let's head to the right side of the bracket. Um, as far as... As some could say, the correct side of the bracket yeah, with okay, uh, no fine. soccer players left in it. Um, as far as... Pulling out for Hal Robson Kenu, who already lost in the all Simone Zaza, Craig Gardner, poor guys. This is a fun time. Um, anyway, this matchup, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. I don't know that you could find two athletes that are more culturally different 
we shall say, <laughs> than J.R. Smith and Jeff Janis. One is a gritty, hardworking slot receiver. The other is J.R. Smith. Um, I'm a big J.R. Smith fan. I'm really disappointed he's with Cleveland, a team that I really just can't stand. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was hoping he would leave them this Completely summer. Agree. I think he added to his case um, when he, you know, dapped up Jason Terry in the middle of, of, of a that play. Was, that was great. Like, there were people who were upset about that. It's the second quarter, or whatever it was, of a mid-December NBA regular season game. You got other You see his excuse about. for uh, doing that? I just didn't know he was he in the game. He didn't know he was in the game, man. It's fine. It's, it completely happens. understandable. It happens, man. Completely understandable. Um, I think... I don't know. It's for me. It's, it's this one's pretty easy. Yeah, I, I think it's go Jr. With JR. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Jr. Like right. Jeff Janis is a slot receiver. He's got that scrappy gritty. I I'm, tend to be partial towards the scrappy gritty sure. slot receiver guy, but sure. Jr. is just so fun and just as a and, as a guy is just everything you want. In this and let's athlete. remember what we're looking to do here. We're looking for the athlete that most embodies this podcast. That's got to be this Jr. podcast is much more Jr. Smith than it is Jeff Janis. Yeah, let's be very clear here. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a J.R. Yeah. Smith model of podcast. All right, that's one, this one was easy. So yeah. let's move on to I think is a really fun matchup we've got coming up. It's Alexei Ramirez, the shortstop for I believe he's a free agent now. He's on the Rays, the Padres a little bit last year. Yep. Uh, and then Nick Vincent, Mariners relief pitcher. Yep. Oh, this is this is so okay. fun. One question before we get into this matchup. Okay. Who is Nick Vincent? Okay. Okay. So Nick <laughs> Vincent. So we're watching this game. I forget who. The, I think it's like a. I think it's Mariners Astros, some September baseball game. It has something on the line. It's some. Oh yeah, it's uh, the Mariners are fighting for this playoff spot yeah. in like the last week of the season, so it's a pretty meaningful game. Uh, they go to Nick Vincent, and it's like a one-run game in the ninth inning, and Nick Vincent goes out there and he throws a ninety-mile-an-hour fastball high in the zone. Guy swings and misses. Throws it again, ninety-mile-an-hour fastball high in the zone. Guy takes it. Another one, ninety miles an hour high in the zone. Guy swings and misses, and he just throws that ninety mile an hour fastball. It's more like eighty. It's more like eighty-eight. Ninety's a bit generous. Uh, it's more like eighty-eight, and he just does that every time, and it works. He somehow gets out of the inning. It's just this random Mariners reliever who has this amazing fun inning where okay. no one could touch his okay. random eighty-eight mile an hour fastball. It's a good story, and it might have been enough to beat West Brom legend Craig Gardner. But let me make the case for Alexi Ramirez. Alexi Ramirez was as bad as you could be as an everyday baseball oh, he was, player. He was terrible. His <laughs> war, which is wins above replacement, or so the statisticians tell me, was what? Negative 2.6? Negative, ne- give us a credit. Negative 2.4. Negative 2.4. That means if you put a replacement level player, that is, I assume, a shortstop you could get off the street, you would have a better chance of winning than you would with Alexi Ramirez as your starting shortstop. You know, even a more special thing about Alexi Ramirez, he got the opportunity to play for two different teams last year. So not only did he actively hurt one team, he actively hurt two different teams last yeah. year. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It's pretty <laughs> tough to be to to cost you in a sport even in a sport like baseball where you're not a pitcher, so you're not dealing with every play, you're not, you know, whatever. He cost his team two wins over the course of a season just by being himself and playing. <laughs> just let that sink in. Alexei Ramirez was worth negative two wins this year. For for reference, uh, the next worst player was like negative point three. He's like yeah. so much worse. Of like everyday players, he is so much worse. I'm all in on the Alexei Ramirez bandwagon. <laughs> Put him in the next round. Um, it's really tough for me because I've got that personal tie with Nick Vincent. I'm... Mm. This is really tough because I do I, I do love my man's Nick Vincent and his random mediocrity, but 
I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Nick Vincent because we're, again we're talking about Spad. We're yeah. not talking about pure garbage like Alexei Ramirez. We're talking about we're talking about a guy who goes out there, does his thing, even though it's bold, even though it's a little questionable, and it still somehow works, and it's here That's every fair. time. That's I want fair. Nick Vincent. I have to agree with Mountain Q on this one. Alexei Ramirez is hilariously bad. Yeah. Can, and we, I, just, can we just pour another one out for the yeah. fact that Alexei Ramirez was worth <laughs> negative two wins <laughs> by simply being himself? It's bad. That's bad. Alexei, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I do have to say, I, I like Mountain Q's renderization of the ideal sports horse after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Vincent, a guy that really should be succeeding with that 88-mile-an-hour yeah. high fastball, but got it done. I do think if these two met in an at-bat, Nick Vincent would strike him out on three straight pitches of yeah. 88 high in the zone. It would happen. So, yeah. taking that into account, I think we'll go with Nick Vincent on this Let's one. Do it. Let's Mariners do it. reliever, live on to fight another day. Pour another one out for Alexei, then, in this bracket. I just would like one final time before we move <laughs> on to the next region to point out and and I agree with the decision you guys made. I'm not I'm not upset. <laughs> I just want to again point out that Alexei Ramirez was worth negative two wins to his team by simply playing the game of baseball. He single handedly. I'm pretty sure I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure so I could bad. go boss my team wins. Also, yeah, I bad. don't know if it was intentional, but the Alexei Ramirez Cam Ward first round matchup was wonderful because those are two players whose wars are very 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 bad. <laughs> uh, next matchup, and this one is yeah. This one's pretty easy, I think. Uh, you've got everybody's favorite kind of big pitcher, Bartolo Colon. He did that thing where he hit a home run. Cool. Against probably the only NBA player I've ever seen who's actually allergic to a jump shot, and that is Andre Roberson of the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist would like a word. <laughs> I think Andre Roberson is, is worse. Uh, uh, on offense? I don't know. I think because MKG's shot is like literally broken. Like he yeah. just goes like this and it just doesn't work. It just <laughs> doesn't, for those of you, this is a, an audio podcast. But what Matt McHugh just did is he held his hands over his head and contorted them in such a way that you could never actually shoot a basketball. Uh, let me see if I can find the, the uh, picture of it. So, Bartolo Colon. Okay. You're a big kind of chubby guy. Everybody likes the fat guy. Fat people are inherently funnier, so some people would say. Like, <laughs> yikes, Matt, you just showed me a picture of Michael and Gilchrist shooting. Pull up an Andre Robeson picture, though. It's not much better. Um, but, like, you okay. Won't, you won't find it. Cartolo, I can't like, find it. Like, it's it's Andre Roberson, like, you have to give him so much credit because despite Ooh. the fact that he is a legitimate black hole offensively, Teams do not even think about guarding him. They will stand with one foot in the paint while he catches a ball on the wing. And he, he still can, won't shoot. He can, yeah, he can stay on the floor, though, because he's that good defensively and he means yeah. that much. Oklahoma City says, you know what? We'll play four on five offensively because of how good you are. It's not a good shot. It's not good. He's shooting one, a one-handed jump shot, not it's, like a... Hands are, like, way out in front of him. It's just, it's, it's really bad. Um, yeah, I'm with you here. As fun as Bartolo, Bartolo is fun. I'll I'll give him credit for that. He's a fun guy. He's fun yeah. to be around. You see people go up, poke his like big belly, and he's yeah, like he's sure. having fun with it. Um, but personally, I still have a bit of a grudge with Bartolo uh, because he did that did the steroids with the A's a few years ago. Got that 50 game suspension. Fair. Uh, people do tend to just look at the fun parts of Bartolo. He's got that. Although TBH, like I'd take a 50 game suspension over having to pitch in the Coliseum too. He, oh. Layoff. Ooh. It's got charm. Oh. It has charm. Austin Miller taking shots at Oakland. Raw sewage flowing in the dugout. Yes, charm. <laughs> That's what it has. One time. Okay, a few times. A few times. Uh, but this one's easy. This is Andre Roberson yeah. for me. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, he's, he's a, a black hole. He, it's, I love the fact that he's a black hole and still plays. <laughs> he's, he's special. Uh, I'm going with Andre. All right, yeah. moving on. Uh, the final final matchup of the Sweet 16, it's two bigs. It's Joel Embiid of the... Trust the process. Trust the process. The process of the, the basically 76 the process, yeah. and, uh And then Mo Buckets. Mo, Mo Buckets. Space uh, on the Clippers. This one for me is ridiculously easy. Yeah, it's Mo Buckets. It's Mo Buckets. Um, what? It's Mo Buckets. Sorry, oh. I, as much as this hurts you, Amit, um, especially... Make, make your case for Joel Embiid. No, see, Joel Embiid is really fun because the way he plays the game, you know. That's he's like, a big man. He's got post-up moves. He shoots. He's got a lot of swagger. And his social media presence is really what makes it. it. Is good. But the thing that's hard is, you know, Joel Embiid has had one year, less than a year. He's had 20 games. He's had 20 <laughs> games of being, you know, a fun young player, a very fun young player with an all-time social media presence. Mo Buckets has been slinging his crap around the court for years. <laughs> Mo Buckets. If I, can I, I'm going to point this out of that 2K game Amit and I played last night where he's beating me at the end of the first half. I'm the Clippers. I forget what team you are. Mo Spates drops 30 points in the second Mo half, buckets. leading me to victory. Mo Buckets. I, I should have manually glued Etoan more Mo buckets. Mo buckets. He's the most. He's so fun. Um, this podcast has made it longer than Joel Embiid has, so... It's, it's Mo Buckets. It's Mo Buckets. Yeah. All right, we're in the Elite Eight Elite now. Eight. Elite Eight. We got um, the soccer matchup in the top left. This one's easy. We've got Nicholas Bennett. Pull one out for Joel Embiid. No, no. pull one out. Okay. He's got a lot left of his career. Yeah, Let's say we can pull we one out for Maybe Alexei. next year. Joel <laughs> maybe Embiid. next year. Joel Embiid, good job. Good job. A good first effort. Yeah, yeah. Good, good first, first effort. effort. Maybe next year. Um, yeah. We've got Landon Donovan. Joel took out one Mo, but couldn't get Couldn't get the second one. Uh, against Nicholas Bentner, we made the case for Nicholas Bentner earlier, the Danish striker for Nottingham Forest. We've also got Landon Donovan, uh, probably if the official soccer player of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, comes out of retirement to play, I don't know, six matches. Let's look up how many Here's matches. another, here, let's add more, you know, uh, anecdotes about Landon Donovan's career. Landon Donovan, you know, is an MLS player for his whole career, and had to go to Europe multiple times to be successful and failed for the first half of his career until he was in, until he was like 28 or 29 and went to Everton. And all of Landon Donovan's European success came on loan. So if you don't understand how that works, it means he wasn't never good enough for... He, he, he never was good for his original team. In ML, He was good for his original team, but he always left to go play elsewhere and he wasn't good for them until really late in his career. It's really weird... But basically, he was some flaming garbage in Germany for many years, and at the same time, while he was flaming garbage, was supposedly the prodigal son of the United States men's national team. i just like to point out that Landon Donovan came out of retirement to play nine matches, five as a starter, four off the bench, and score one goal, and then hang up the cleats again. <laughs> and I have massive respect for Landon Donovan for saying, yeah, I can do this, and then say, nah, I'm good. Immediately after saying, yeah, I can do this. Uh, I'm a big Nicholas Bentner fan. I made my Nicholas Bentner case beforehand. But a bad striker has nothing on a guy who can say, I'll come out of retirement to play he five has, and a half he games. Has the, he, he had a chance in nine games, however slim, he had a chance to be named the Landon Donovan MLS MVP. That would have it could have been him. Could have won an award named after <laughs> himself. If um, that's not Sfad, I don't know what nah, is. I, it, this is. This is just a joke for me. It's Landon, and yeah. I think he's going to run away with it. I know you like your man, your man Bettner. Yeah, uh, Bettner had a good run. You're I'm scrub, happy. You took out Case Keenum, a bad quarterback, and Draymond Green, a basketball player that's not as fun as everyone thinks he is. And then, yeah, Landon. And then Landon's he ran gonna... into the buzzsaw that is Landon Donovan in this bracket with these judges. And then yeah. this, this. all right, so we're going to say Landon moves on. Yep. Final four. All right. Yep. 
then the next matchup we have, I think, is I I don't I want to go with my no soccer, but I can't really defend Denzel so much because Denz- Denzel hasn't done anything. Whatever you hit one shot in the summer league, great. Denzel is a perfectly fun college player that hits like a lot a, of ridiculous be like shots. NBA bench player, but he's not going to be fun in the NBA no. until he maybe in a few years cracks of meaningful minutes or he, or, like a bit he just ends up playing for the Kings. Yeah, oh. that would oh, oh. free Denzel. Free Denzel. Free Denzel. <laughs> it's it's a crime, I believe, that Alexei Ramirez got matched up with Nick Vincent, and we had to deal with that Frank Kaminsky Denzel Valentine yeah. matchup. Let's say Ramirez would have rolled both of those players. It's a poor seating. Uh, Denise into the final four. Yeah, uh, yeah. Send Denise, Denise to the final four. I can't defend Denzel. So proud of you, Denise. I can't say. Uh, I can't the other side Denzel. of the bracket, we've got the. Wow, this is a great matchup. The gunslinging J.R. Oh, wow. Smith. Oh, oh the wow. fastball groover Nick Vincent. Ooh, Matt McHugh, what do you think? Mm, all right, I want to. St- I, I, Jr. is so fun, but my man's Nick Vincent. I, I felt. I feel that personal. That personal touch with Nick Vincent. I think just oh, that that one game. I'm gonna look up his career stats. They're gonna be <laughs> here is somewhere between perfectly mean, perfectly like average and like mediocre. Here is my. Here is my case for Jr. Smith. Oh yeah. No other athlete in this bracket, no other athlete in the world, went through a three-month-long period where we were legitimately uncertain if he was wearing a shirt or not. For three consecutive months, JR, get yourself in the Final Four. I'm I'm going to mention one more thing on Nick Vincent. I didn't realize this. Before the season, the trade that brought him from the Padres to the Mariners, where we saw his legendary performance, traded for the legendary player to be named or cash. Mm. Those are the best trades. Um, it's got to be JR, though. When you snag Nick Vincent at that price. Mm. It's a good run for Nick Vincent. It's a good run it, for Nick an Vincent. An 88-mile-an-hour fastball can only get you so far when you're going up against... But can you, though? Can you just stick with it, and it will work for no, you? it won't. It will. That's the, that's what Nick Vincent is. That Nick Vincent represents that mentality of you can make it with that 88-mile-an-hour fastball. Are you, are you voting for Nick Vincent? I'm going to vote for Nick Vincent. I'm voting for J.R. Smith. I'm it. Now, like, you have this, this is you. vote. Oh man! Oh man! This is a tough one. This was. A, this, this is not. I, I don't think this is my, my man's Nick Vincent. Uh, he just. The thing is, Nick Vincent. We've seen him for one game. Yeah. We've seen him for one game. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to put him through on one game. Jr. is so fun. Yeah. He takes ridiculous shots, and he doesn't. He misses a lot of them. Yeah. And he keeps shooting. Yeah. He throws oops without looking. Nick and Vincent, he he might not be wearing a shirt still. We don't know. We don't it's, know. It's Jr. Jr. Smith also has one of my favorite dunks of all time. Back when he was in the Nuggets, where he he literally climbed over a dude. I'll have to look it up a little later since he since he'll be in the final four. Yeah. But um, I think Jr. Smith gets that, a nod. That on That is fair. I, I can't I can't disagree with Jr. Smith as a, as a very quality. Selection Our final participant in the final four will be another basketball player. So we'll have two soccer players and two basketball players. Well done. Well done, guys. Uh, we have Andre Roberson and Mo Buckets. Ooh. This is a real this tough one because both players should play the two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mo Spates, the tallest shooting guard in the league. Um, shout out to Bob Fitzgerald. Great great Warriors announcer yeah. for that one. Love it. Um, Mo Buckets has that, that tendency to just go off in random games. Like, he'll play garbage time against the Sixers with the Warriors and he'll drop 30. Like, he'll just do that because he's Mo Spates. He'll take that long two because he wants to because he's feeling it in the rhythm of the offense. Um, he doesn't do defense. All his, def- his defensive strategy is entirely based on just taking charges. He just gets in the way of people. He does not know how to play defense, and he accepts that, and he just tries to take charges. Just mad respect for Mo Spates. 
Andre Roberson is like legitimately a good defensive player. Yeah. Mo Spates is just he a chucker on offense and takes charges on defense. For that, I gotta go with Mo. I think I might be with you on Mo Buckets here. Andre Roberson is fun to watch play. But Andre Roberson would advance in this matchup if he decided that every time he caught it and was open on the wing, he was going to let it fly. <laughs> he doesn't, though. He's too smart for that. He yeah. says, the only way I'm staying in this game is if I keep the offense moving, swing it around. Andre, if you want to win this next year, every open wing three you have, just pull. let it fly. Just pull. Just pull. And then we can talk. Mo Buckets, as you said, Namikyu. He, he embodies yeah. that just pull yeah. mentality. Yeah. I'm going with Mo. That's why it's got to be Mo. All right. So we have a final four of Landon Donovan. Dennis, <laughs> J.R. Smith, and Mo Buckets. <laughs> we, did that. we did a good job. We, we did a great, great final job. Great we, got, we got rid of the fluff here. All right. This is, this so is you want to do tough. soccer or basketball first? Um, let's, let's start with the soccer because okay. I think this is going to be the easier one. For you. For me. So we have Landon Donovan. I know you can't you can't probably go against your man, Denise, but I came out of retirement to play nine matches. so special. And then promptly re-retired after saying, eh, I'm good. We had Denise, a bad goalkeeper. Who got better once I started ripping him on a podcast, but it's still bad. And who got to score a goal in the PES trailer. Denise, you've had a very good run. I'm not going to say that you haven't. You somehow took... This is as far as you took your Sao Paulo team in the Copa Libertadores this year. The final four. Against all odds. But Denise, even if I voted for you, you're getting outvoted here. Because you got Matt McHugh, the Landon Donovan homer. Landon! You got Amit Malik, the U.S. soccer homer. Denise, I'm proud of what you've done. I really am. And I will give you my vote, but Matt McHugh, I, I, I think you know I know where this you're is voting You for. know where this is going. Landon is the GOAT. Um, I'd like to mention, you mentioned his not-so-great time in Europe. M- my thinking on that was that he was uh, he was getting a little bit rusty in America, so he wanted to go tune up his skills over in Europe and then come back to the real soccer happening out in California with the L.A. Galaxy. Um because I, 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 for some reason, I did believe that the uh, the MLS was the pinnacle of the soccer achievement. I mean, who's to say it's not? Who's to say it's not? Exactly. Um, so I went. So that's why I, why Landon is the hero for American soccer. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's my man. Amit uh, Malik, you do have the deciding vote. Uh, I do have to say, Landon Donovan has scored the second most important goal in U.S. soccer history. The goal versus Algeria in the What would the you say is the most minute. important goal? Well, probably the goal that won them the game in 2002, round of 16. Okay. Okay. I was don't huge, know yeah. who scored that. I'd have to That's look fair. it up. It <laughs> might be Brian curious. McBride. I was just curious. Okay. Uh, Landon Donovan scored probably the biggest goal and the happiest goal I've ever celebrated in my life. Maybe okay. second to Peter Crouch's header off the bar in the 2010 final game of the season against Manchester City to send Tottenham to the Champions League the next year. Sure. Another story for another time. You know, he just brought me so much joy in my yeah. life, that Landon Donovan. And then he said, you know what, I'm going to do it one more yeah, time. Yeah, and he did it one more time. It wasn't that successful. Not really. No. But it didn't need to be. He had the heart. It didn't need to be. He's got the heart. Here's, I'm a, here's a question for all of you. Yeah. For those listening, feel free to, to join in on your answer. If Landon Donovan did not go come back out of retirement this year... Would he have made it this far in the in in the in the bracket? Ooh. Uh, probably because I still would have thought that he was playing. That's I thought true. he was playing the entire. I did not know <laughs> he retired the first time. Fair. Um, Fair. So I would have probably said yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to see him losing any of the. My man's is only thirty four. Like he's, he's Kyle got, Hendricks, he's got all kinds of time left. Whatever. Mitch Leidner, no chance. Nicholas Bentner, no. Yeah, Landon's probably still this far. 
even yeah. if he doesn't come out of retirement. Landon, welcome to the final. It, it's only fitting. Uh, on the other side, two ballers. Ooh, this is Matt tough. McHugh. This is tough. We've got J.R. Smith, and we got Mo Buckets. They both have the same mentality. Yeah, they do. They both are gonna. They're gonna chuck. They both won titles. Here's my thinking on this. I like Jr. But Jr. is a little too mainstream for me. He's a little too Cleveland. Although most base did play for Cleveland too, unfortunately. He does not play for Cleveland yeah, he now. He left though. He did leave. He got out of Cleveland. Yeah. Shout out Mo for doing that. Um, but I think it's Mo. I buckets. think it's Mo. But I, I really do. I think it's just because Jr. plays for Cleveland. Oh, I mean, if you talk about the off-court fondness that then Jr. does have him beat. Um, in terms of yeah. off-court swagger. But, but I think his off-court is almost a little bit too, too much. It's a little too much. Too. No, that's not too much. It's JR, too you much? do you. You do you, JR. <laughs> JR just but does I, I think him. it's just a little too mainstream. Yeah. People be sleeping on Mo yeah. Buckets. People be sleeping on yeah. Mo Buckets. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, Mo Buckets? I'm, I'm good with this. Let's do it. Let's do unanimous. Mo Buckets. Mo Buckets unanimously in the final. It's happening. And that sets up oh my. the 2016 SFAD Athlete of the Year final. Whew. Landon Donovan... Now retired, once of the LA Galaxy, Mo Buckets of the LA Clippers. It's a Los Angeles matchup here, guys. We headed to the left coast. Uh, the left so coast. This, this, this is a hard one to pick. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I will give you first say here. It, this is tearing my this is tearing my insides apart. Just thinking about what I'm going to do here. Um, in terms of pure fun to watch, okay. Time to be completely honest, I don't really remember ever watching Landon Donovan play soccer because I never watch any soccer. Um, I probably haven't even seen highlights because I just don't care. I see soccer. There's all, I see the side of the highlight of soccer. But in terms of just the representation of all of my soccer knowledge invested in just Landon Donovan, he's something so special. Yeah. Oh, but then Mo Spates is just – I've just seen so much of Mo Spates, and he's so fun. He just takes so many threes. I thought he was a good three-point shooter that year with the Warriors that first year. He shot 27%. From deep, but he just—he doesn't care. He just keeps shooting. Chuck. He just keeps Chuck shooting. Chuck Mo, Chuck. Oh, I, lo- I love Mo so much. Um, and he was the—he was—I think he was the third leading scorer on that team, just like low key, because he just kept checking. <laughs> I think, and then Mo, Mo just not the, for me. I think the defense puts it over the top for me because yeah. he just takes the charges all the time. Yeah, and not I just want, that I want a, Mo. Give me Mo for the just that give me Mo a, for the champ. Not just that he's a bad defender, but that he compounds that by taking charges, which almost unanimously end in blocks yeah. being called against him. Yeah. yeah, I hear where you're coming from there. I just want to reiterate once again that Landon Donovan said, I'm back. Had a whole video campaign. He's coming back. Did and you, then have, said, you, have you seen the video? It's just the, it's just him walking. with no shirt on. Yeah. No shirt on, like J.R. Smith. Oh. Walks to his locker, puts his shirt on, looks at the camera, and then walks out. <laughs> And then he has the audacity to say, ah, I'm done again after the year. He played nine matches for the LA Galaxy. Played 46 minutes in their in their loss to the Colorado Rapids, which eliminated them. I just have so much respect for a man who makes a comeback, but it's not even a comeback. He, he, he half-heartedly came back and played a couple matches and then hung them up again. And I have massive respect for Landon Donovan because I feel like, and I, I'm projecting here, but I feel like when this podcast gets down the road, when this podcast gets to season six or seven, a bit we'll produce like three and a half episodes. Be like, yeah, season six, fad, it's out. <laughs> Do a couple episodes, be like, yeah, season six, it's over. And, and I just feel like that's so much of what this podcast will become. 
We are Landon Donovan. We will always be Landon Donovan. Right now, we are San Jose Earthquakes, Landon Donovan. Eventually, we'll be LA Galaxy, Landon Donovan. Maybe there'll be a season of Everton, Landon Donovan. And then there'll be LA Galaxy 2016, Landon Donovan. And then we'll quietly go away and cease to exist to be a podcast. But I give my vote to Landon Donovan for Svat Athlete of the Year. I don't even know. This is such a tough one. This is such a tough one. I don't know how you do this. I don't like most spades, but I will admit that as a known Warriors hater, he was probably my most favorite player on the Warriors, even over Sixers legend Andre Godala. But here's what you have to remember. most Spates is also a Sixers legend. Wow. Wow. And he's just, he's cash. <laughs> and he's got a button on his head. Oh, he does have a button on his head. <laughs> but at the same time, Landon Donovan retired, came back, and then retired again after nine games. Landon Donovan was... He just, he just did it for me. I don't know if they played at basketball, Mo buckets would win. If they played at soccer, Landon Donovan would win. That you gotta go to the deciding. Put these two on the tennis court. Let's serve it up. Oh, that's button. a weird button. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, a it's getting dicey. <laughs> I think just you know, sports voice after dark. This our our cultural icon is Landon Donovan, and I don't think at the beginning of this podcast anyone reasonably thought that Landon Donovan would lose the Sports Choice After Dark Athlete of the Year. I don't know if this podcast would be this podcast if Landon Donovan didn't win the Sports Choice yeah, After Dark Athlete of the Year. That might That's be true. fair. I think it'd be weird. In the and this is his year, only chance because he's not, he's not he, coming out of retirement he, he next year. He won't be coming back, so I think... Maybe he will, though. You never know. You never know. Most Spates... Might play six matches. He's only 30 What a run. He's got, he's got some... What a run for most Spates. He'll be back next year, probably. Yeah. Out for revenge. Landon Donovan, his final year ever... Maybe. The inaugural year, calendar, not calendar, but year of Sports Voice After Dark. It is the calendar year. It has to go to one and the only, Landon. in our hearts and minds, Landon Donovan. May you be the answer of Matt's lightning round questions for years. Shout out to Landon Donovan. Shout out to Landon Donovan. Congrats, Landon. Congrats, Landon. Your award will be in the mail. Uh, just <laughs> send us your address. We have a big trophy. It's sitting to my right. I know you are very excited to receive it. I am sure that you will put it right up next to any other awards that you may have won. Again, just, just send us your address. We'd love to get it out to you. Uh, there is also a regular colored iPad mini that you have won <laughs> as a prize. So be on the lookout for that. And with that, we conclude the SFAD Athlete of the Year bracket for 2016. I think we'll be back next year. There'll be a 2017. As you said, most baits will be out for blood. Hopefully next year, there's not going to be any uh, Adam Thielen, Jeff Janis matchups. There was some questionable Won't be any Gronk in next I year's think, I think we'll have a better idea of who to nominate next year. Yeah. Now that people know what we'll Landon Donovan most Spates final, we'll, we'll let them know. Yeah, we'll let them know. Uh, and also a final four of Landon Donovan, Denise, J.R. Smith, Smith yeah. and Mo Buckets. It, it's something they special. They know. Yeah. But now, it's wow. time. Final lightning round. The lightning round Let's do it. to end all lightning rounds. The season two finale of the lightning round. A season two long. So what is the time frame for these questions? September through now? Yeah, I'd say there's Oof. definitely some September questions in here. I can't think of anything earlier than that. Great. It's gonna be tough to jog uh, the memory for some of these. So I don't think soccer. I don't think it's that hard. I do think this is a relatively easy lightning round oh. as lightning rounds go. There is a Landon Dodden question of the week, and there be. is a rapper question of the week, as there are also Two Philly sports specials. You know how this starts. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's get it done. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. 
paper, scissors, shoot. So Matt McHugh won. Would you like the rapper question or the sports voice? Or the, or the, the, the sports, sports voice, voice after dark <laughs> athlete of the year question? Oh. Otherwise known as the Landon Donovan question. I want the, uh, I want the rapper. Okay, so, so you'll be going to choice. It. You couldn't get sucked in you'll by You'll defer. Here, right? Although you <laughs> did give Miller some free points. Uh-oh. The Landon Donovan question is right up my alley. Let's get even uh, it, is, it is easy. Oh, it great. is an easy question. Great. So it's a free point for you, I believe. All right. Um, Look forward to it. Let's start it off. Uh, which player set the NFL record for career wins as a quarterback this fall? Tom Brady. That is correct. Uh, here it is. The Landon Donovan question of the week. Put it nice and easy and early for you. Uh, former Landon Donovan coach, Jurgen Klinsmann, they did not get along very well. Yeah. He was fired this fall after what result? What was the scoreline and the game against two that well, got his, him fired? So his, his final match His in final match in charge. Was a 4-0 loss at Costa Rica. That is correct. Well, that sounds bad. Uh, it sounds pretty easy. I know you wouldn't have gotten. When did that, that happen? That happened this year. It happened. Landon Donovan did not play in the did match. Did not play. Well, then I see. I see how this. I don't know. I don't know. How, is this really that hard for people to figure out? They lose four nothing. Landon doesn't play. I should be coaching this team. Probably should be. I mean, uh, next easy question in the, one of the first games of the NBA season for both of these teams. It was their first. Uh, who beat? the Golden State Warriors in game one of the NBA season. It's my San Antonio Spurs. That is correct. So three out of three for Austin Miller. On to the medium questions. Which country won the Davis Cup final in tennis? Argentina. That is correct. So five points now for Austin Miller. Next medium question. Who hit a home run in game seven of the World Series to tie the game for the Indians? Ooh, I don't do Cleveland baseball. I watched this game. Yeah. I know I did. That's good that you watched this game. I don't know that I can name a Cleveland player, though. You couldn't name any Cleveland player? Um, I'm thinking right now. I mean, I can. Just try. Um, I guess it was not a pitcher. Don't guess a pitcher. It wasn't either the two. Was it Jose Ramirez? Close. Close. (laughs) Uh, Incorrect. This would be Rajay Davis. Uh, He's legend. Former Blue Jays legend. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, still on okay. five points, right. but pretty good. Next, the two, medium, the two players I was thinking yeah. of were both former Carolina Mudcats, <laughs> uh, Francisco Lindor and Taylor Nate. Oh, of course. But I knew it wasn't either next, of them. Next medium question, uh, who upset Michigan State in the tip-off marathon this season in NCAA basketball? Um, oh, crud. I should hmm. know this. Um, oh, wait. In the tip-off marathon? Yes. Um, it's not that. Was it Oakland? Nope. This was Arizona. <sighs> it was a. It was a. It was a real team. Also, was upset team. was you know relative. It wasn't it was like that. A, upset was, had was me it, thinking. It was like a nine-two matchup, but it. Uh, it was still uh, like they were supposed to be like. It's a poor question. Yeah, That's yeah. a poor question. All right. Sorry. It's a poor question. Next hard question. First hard question. Yep. Who ran in the fifteen-yard touchdown that won the Michigan-Ohio State game for the Buckeyes? Okay, I called the Ohio State game, so this is good. Uh, they have two running backs, one that also splits out as a wide receiver. So I don't know if it was him or if it was their ground and pound guy. Looking at it to see if I can get any hints here. Not getting any hints. So let's say Curtis Samuel. That is correct. Yes. Oh, Mike Three we- points. Mike Weber was my other guess. Well wow. done, Austin Miller. Good broadcast prep coming in handy. This, this yeah. is twice uh, the games I've done. And <laughs> so, me out in the so eight points now for Austin Miller. Uh, see if you can get some more. Who scored four goals in his career debut in the NHL? Oh, um, oh, I plays for the Maple Leaves. Austin 
Matthews. That's yeah. correct. Yes. Eleven Let's points. Go. Oh, great name. Eleven great name. points. This is he spells it like weird though. Yeah, I know. Boss yeah. ton. Yeah. Uh, last hard question: uh, Which golfer won the FedEx Championship this year? They're all the same. Um, <laughs> that's a good take, actually. Um. I, I know it's a not Tiger golfers. Woods. I, I know who hasn't yet pulled, or is it the middle of his land of Donovan? Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Was it Jordan Spieth? Nope, it was Rory McIlroy. It's like uh, one of the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like five golfers Alpha. that I know, and like yeah. Jordan Spieth yeah. is one. McIlroy is one. So the Philly Spieth. Sports Special for four, for 15 points, if you get it yeah. right. Can you name which Eagles? There are two of them. Okay. That have returned kickoffs for touchdowns this year. Do I have to name both of them? Yeah. If you get one, I'll give you two points. Okay. All right. I have not started the Eagles defense at all. So one of them is no longer on the team. Oh, great! Um, because he had a gun in an airport. Oh, is it Kenyon Barner? No, <laughs> Kenyon Barner is still on the team. Um, and the other, that. I think that was a previous Philly Sports Special. Do I get a? It do was. I get a? Do yeah. I get a position? So it's two questions, and they both were Philly Sports Special. Um, one is a wide receiver, and one's a running back. Um, well, you have one guess left. Right, right, right. Running back is it? Is it Wendell Smallwood? That is correct. Yes. Yes. Wendell. The other was Josh Huff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was that was that was no a, longer on the yeah, team. So thirteen <laughs> points for Austin Miller. Well done. Very I'll high total. Like I'm gonna I said, need, I'm gonna need like a relatively Zach kind relatively of easy. Here. But you've got you've got a round. You've got a round. Okay. Let's see if you can do okay. it. Okay. Uh, number one with some tennis. Who won the ATP World Tour this year in tennis? Mm. Uh. Mm. Is it Novak? Nope. Close. He lost in the final to Andy Murray. Mm. All right, so next easy question. I think you know this one. Who upset Kentucky in Kentucky this year in college basketball? College basketball this year? Um, oh, this happened very, very recently. You're yes. welcome. Hmm. You probably saw this game. No, I haven't watched much <laughs> college basketball. Um, let me think. I think I think I think I might have watched this game, but I also don't. <laughs> it was remember. a pretty big game. It was the first time Kentucky have lost at home since losing to this team in January of 2015. Hmm. Louisville. Close. Not actually close. No. UCLA. UCLA. Lonzo Ball. Oh, yeah. Lonzo. Yeah. Uh, I did da- not watch uh, that game. Gonzo for Lonzo. Did not watch that. Game. You've heard it here first. <laughs> We've got these hashtags ready all I year. Think I think was that was that like a morning game. I or like 11. Yeah, I think I was, was a mid-afternoon game. Yeah, fast uh, Next easy question. Wow, Matt McHugh, leave yourself a lot of work to do. Who reclaimed his title in UFC after defeating Shit. Eddie Alvarez? <laughs> McGregor? Yes. Hey, hey that's the only UFC guy I know. Easy for a reason. <laughs> it's an easy question. All right. Uh, next, so you have one point. Next, or first medium question. What did Las Vegas name its expansion NHL team? The Black Knights. Is it the Black Knights? No, it's the, it's the Vegas Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. Oh, is it though? Close. Close. Is it though? <laughs> Close. Uh, extremely a bit Malik voice. Uh, extremely. So Malik one voice. point. Yeah, you got to get a lot of these. Now. Right. We're, we're gonna we're gonna come back. Can you name all the NFL teams to tie a game this season? Oh, there are four, wow. of, four them. of them. Bengals, Giants. No, nope, no Giants. No Giants. Oh, all right. I'll give you one miss. Bengals. Just to be nice. Uh, they tied someone. I don't remember who that was, but then there was the Cardinal Seahawks. So there, there you go. And then there's the so one you, more. It's the team that tied the Bengals. The team that tied the Bengals. Wasn't that like the London game, or was it like it was an early game that just kind of was a London game? Was a game. London game. Mm, I'm gonna get it. 
the London fans were raucous since they enjoy a good draw. <laughs> they split the spoils <laughs> at Wembley. Uh, was it? It took it. You never know. Redskins. Yes, yes. correct. Right. Well done, Matt McHugh. I'm Pulled that bored. one out of the nether regions of your mind. So, <laughs> on three points now. All right, uh, you come s- back You're going to need a lot of these still. Next medium question. I know you know this one, I think. Which Cubs pitchers hit home runs in the playoffs? Uh, Travis Wood. Correct. And? Same series, I believe. Same series. Um, who else went yard? Was it... Kyle Hendricks? Nope. No. Kyle Hendricks had an RBI yeah. in the Travis Wood game with a double. This was Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta. Ah, uh, wow. Matt McHugh, tough, I think tough. you're going to need all of it. All <laughs> of these. It's going to be nine points plus four. Yeah, you need you that need 13 do, points. That would do it. You've got three. Right. You could stand to miss one of them. Okay. Okay. Which MLS like player <laughs> which, which MLS player won the Landon Donovan M- MVP of the season? It was A, was it, it was not Landon Donovan. Oh, okay, okay. And B, it was not who it should have been. I will tell you it that should much. have been someone else. So it's an MLS player. It should no. have been Sebastian Javinko. So it's not him either. FC. So we've eliminated two of them for He's you. a former Spanish player, uh, is the leading goal scorer all time in Spanish history, and uh, used to play for Barcelona and oh, won the 2011 me. Champions League with them. <laughs> this is making any Sure. Hard. Sure he did. Um... <laughs> um Hmm. Name rhymes with Pancho Villa. <laughs> In uh, fact, one of those is part of his name. It's something Villa. Yup. Okay, cool. So what's his first name? It rhymes with Pancho. No, it doesn't <laughs> actually. It's not rhyme with Pancho. It's something Villa? Okay, sure. Is it Landon Villa? <laughs> no! The correct answer is David Villa. Oh, NYCFC. Oh, oh okay. okay. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, uh, we've gone over an hour for the first time here, but it's okay. If you're now you need all of it. Can I still win out and win? I can say uh, okay. You can okay. win out. You need these 10 points to tie you exact or to win you the match if you get these 10. How many does he have right now? He has three. Oh, no, he has three. So, so 10 would tie. tie. So take the tiebreaker. All right, all right. Who hit the game winner for the Los Angeles Sparks in Game 5 of the WNBA Finals? Ooh, I can name it. She dedicated her win to Pat Summit. Mm. Candace Parker? Correct. Wow. Well done, Matt McHugh. So we did watch that game. Yes, we did. That was a dope was game. Dope game. Was, Links got robbed. Robbed. The Lynx Lynx got, got robbed. The Lynx got robbed. That was it. terrible. It did. I think so that was, that I was Matt Matt the sports voice answer at some point. Matt that McHugh was, on six bad. points. Now, here we go. We need this. This is the rapper question of the week. All right, I got it. I got it. Also, doubling as a Philly sports special. Uh Uh-oh. Although there is another Philly sports special. Wow, Which rapper was booed off the stage at halftime of a Sixers game this season? Oh, that sounds not good. Was it Macklemore? No. No. (laughs) Was it, um, hmm. It was relatively early in the season. Young Thug. No. This was... The Dab Daddy designer. Designer. Oh, yes, that did happen. So it did happen. It did happen. So now here for consolation. For consolation. We get the Philly uh, Sports back. I've asked, window dressing. I've asked about these two a lot this year. No one seems to remember who they are. Which two 19-year-olds made the roster of the Flyers have been key contributors this season no. for the team? No. Chris <laughs> uh, Goloff. Uh, let's see. What Flyers do I know? There's Shane Gospier and Wayne Simmons. Good guesses. Incorrect. This is even Provorov and Travis Konechny. I was, I was close. That was, that was You've heard close. me talk about them before. I have, and I was not listening. That's okay. <laughs> so Matt McHugh, six points. 
Not bad. Not not great. Tough set. Not great. Uh, awesome Miller with a well done 13 points. A resounding victory. Very strong. Ties Ben Gorin's previous record that has only been eclipsed by one Zach Wingrove. That was a questionable week of uh, a questionable slate. There's a questionable slate. One. There's an asterisk, an asterisk next to that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Awesome Miller takes home the last lightning round of season two. Wow. Landon Donovan is your sports voice after dark athlete of the year. The trophy's coming in the mail. Landon. Trump, coming, coming in the mail. In the mail. Wow, it's been it's been an incredible season. Season two, Sports Voice After Dark. Season two. Thanks for listening. The first this whole ever way. bleep on Sports Voice After Dark happened in season two. This is true. So, just fun. a lot of great work this year. We hope to be back in 2017, polluting your earbuds. But until then, it's been Sports Voice After Dark. I'm Amit Malik, joined by Austin Miller and Matt McHugh. Free landing, free landing 2016.